Welcome to Essex Church, home of this gathered community known as Kensington Unitarians. A particular welcome to anyone who's here for the first time today. We're glad you're with us and there'll be an opportunity to introduce yourself later in the service if you wish. For anyone who doesn't know me, my name is Jane Blackhall. I've been a member of this congregation for 17 odd years now and nowadays I work here as outreach officer doing a bit of this and that about the place to keep the wheels in motion. Our minister, Sarah Tinker, is having a very well-deserved morning off. She'll be back next week, and I'll be leading the service this morning. Our opening words are from Judith Mannheim. We gather together in this space to honour and to understand our lives. We bring our pasts and would share them, our dreams and would express them. We use words, song, silence and gesture. Words cannot define our lives, but they enable us to reach out to each other, to tell and to listen, that we may be renewed, connected, unburdened. Apprehend with wonder the lives of those around you, for from wonder into wonder, existence opens. Let's light our chalice, the symbol of our worldwide Unitarian and Unitarian Universalist communities. By the light of this chalice, we prepare for the future. We prepare ourselves for the times of triumph and the times of trial that may come. We prepare ourselves to be present to one another, with loving hearts, even in the most difficult of times. We prepare ourselves to make the connections that will lift us out of isolation and help us to prepare the path of justice and equality. Let's take those joys and concerns now into a time of prayer and reflection using some words from Reverend Linda Hart. I invite you to join me now in the spirit of prayer. Spirit of love and life, you who attend us in all our moments, in our joy, in our sorrow, in our success, and when all we do seems to turn to mud and loss. In these moments of quiet, we reach out to your abiding presence. Open our eyes, our hearts, to what is around. In the midst of the struggle, illumine the wisp of truth that resides there too. In the midst of our failures, give us the strength and courage to see what can be learned, to use what we have gathered. Though we may pray that unguarded prayer for life without trouble, without worry, without all the difficulties and disasters, hear the prayer that we mean, that we might sift the events and offer our prayers of thanksgiving for what can be gained, for what can be celebrated, if it is only thanks for that which sustained us, if it's only for the lesson in humility and compassion, if it is only for the relief at the end. Amen. 
Spirit of love and life, you who are with us in all our moments, may we be renewed in our search to find the gifts of our life, moment on moment, that we may live in gratitude, in compassion, and in love. Amen. I sometimes enjoy cooking. I've discovered that one of the greatest of culinary skills is making new creations out of leftovers. It takes imagination, it takes a little skill with spices, herbs and sauces. The achievement of a satisfying and palatable meal from leftovers can be the model of how one might conduct one's own life in a creative way. The first thing you need to do is open the refrigerator door. You'll see an assortment of things, containers, jars, bags, boxes and things wrapped in foil, wax paper or plastic. Now I invite you to open a different door, the door of your past. What you will find there will be leftovers too. You will probably find your parents' voices, their admonitions perhaps, their praise, maybe their blame, their warnings, some expression of their love, their anxiety. You may find traces of their uncertainties, problems and hopes. You will discover some decisions that you have made without thorough understanding of the consequences about leaving home or not leaving, about when you decided to be married or not to be, or both, and to whom. You will probably remember some of the jobs you took, some of the jobs you wanted but you didn't get, and some of the ones you thought about and turned down. You will also find some circumstances, accidents, diseases and the times you were born into and lived through. You will find your family and some of its ways, its customs, the habits that were funny or odd and are somehow now deeply ingrained and make other ways seem even odder than your own. You will find people who touched your life in a thousand unaccounted and unexpected ways who were there at special moments and changed you or made you a gift. The gift of a smooth stone, a happy day or an unforgettable experience. And there will be all the ruins, sorrows, guilts, regrets, along with the fears and the hopes, dreams and doubts, forgivings and forbiddings. Don't we have crowded refrigerators? Each one of us, such a collection of leftovers. In making a life, we're all cooking with leftovers from childhood, even infancy. The longer we're at it, the more leftovers there are. Of course, people are always looking for the big answer. And there is one big answer to cooking with leftovers. You open the door and you are faced with a problem. What can I make of it? I take that to be a secret ingredient for dealing with leftovers. A scriptural ver version is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You might consider attaching it to the refrigerator door, either the internal one or the external one, since it is, it's a description that fits both. What is that secret ingredient? 
It is, of course, faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Welcome to the world where we all cook using leftovers. Some of us with imagination, some with creativity, some merely resenting the task, thinking there is no possibility in it. Add the secret ingredient. Something will come of it that will be at least edible, probably even palatable. I ran this morning, surpassing a personal best, past the bakery. With each inhalation, I tasted pastries, a cigarette, and a coffee with fat. I passed the fire station with its strapping young things. Ran up the hill, thinking, get there, get there. Winked at the biker, who thinks I run for him chasing my six-foot shadow towards noon, arriving home in a sweat, heart racing, I give thanks. There are limits to this body, under five feet tall with shoes on, having born two children and nearly 40. It's too late for breakdancing. My love sets wine glasses out of reach and I have to get a chair. I take pills and use an inhaler. The list gets longer every year. But what exhilaration to use what you have and do what you can, to push it to the limit so you have to catch your breath. Good advice for bodies and for life. In making a life, we're all cooking with leftovers from childhood. The longer we're at it, the more leftovers there are. Each day, you open the door and you're faced with the question, what can I make of it? So said the Unitarian Universalist Minister, Gordon McKeeman, in the reading that we heard from Roy earlier on. In all of our lives, by the time we are old enough to start shaping our own destiny in any significant way, all sorts of external influences will already have acted upon us, shaping our sense of what's possible, beginning to form our outlook, our identity, setting down those deeply rooted habits of thought and behaviour which sometimes serve us well and sometimes not so well. Many things which we never had a part in choosing have a huge impact for good or ill on the way we've turned out. At the most basic level, the random shuffle of genetic inheritance deals us a certain hand a collection of physical attributes and dispositions. Then the virtues, vices and peculiar quirks we may have picked up from our families and our caregivers in early life, these will, to some degree, have influenced the way that we operate later on. Not to mention the effect of any stories they might have told us about ourselves when we were growing up. Stories we may well still be carrying around with us. And the times we were born into, the political climate, the prevailing social attitudes that surrounded us in our formative years and the environment in which we find ourselves now, these will have affected not just our opinions and our worldview, but also our life opportunities. We may have experienced this influence in a positive or a negative way. At times, each of us may have benefited from the prevailing systems of privilege. At times, we may have found ourselves being discriminated against and disadvantaged. 
We may at times have been swept along with the majority view and conformed with it, or we may have reacted against it and defined ourselves in opposition to the masses. Either way, the larger political and social tides will have played a part in shaping who we are, whether we like it or not. So to some extent, it might be said that we're conditioned by our family and our society while we're very young before we have any conscious say in the matter whatsoever. These early experiences and processes store up plenty of leftovers for us, which we might well spend the rest of our lives trying to work with. On top of this, as time goes by, most of us start to accumulate leftovers more consciously, or at least a little more consciously. Opportunities arise and we make conscious choices about whether or not we take them up. Over time, these decisions will most likely have consequences that we didn't originally foresee. And people come into our life, most often by chance, and some will become really significant to us. They might bring us new ideas and challenges. They might encourage us and lift us up. We might more actively strive to broaden our horizons, learn new skills, cultivate good habits perhaps, to do all those things that might make our life a little bit bigger and open up new possibilities. And of course, along the way, life will just keep on accidentally adding to our personal stash of leftovers, piling stuff on, bringing us new experiences, whether joyful or sorrowful, each day, until we find ourselves right here, right now, in this very moment, op opening the metaphorical door of our fridge, surveying the contents and asking, what can I make of it? There's a well-known quote that kept coming to mind as I thought about this topic. It's attributed to the uh, American tennis player and activist Arthur Ashe. I bet a number of you are already familiar with it, though you may not have known that was where it came from. He said, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. And that's probably the message of this service in a nutshell. The very essence of making a life from leftovers, like we've all got to do, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. I hope you're going to be good enough now to indulge me in a very extended exploration of this fridge metaphor. Imagining, imagine opening the door of your metaphorical fridge, the fridge of your life. First things first, you need to have a proper look at what's in there. What ingredients have you got to work with? What's still good? What's a bit past its best but still salvageable? What's gone off possibly a bit furry and green and just needs to be chucked out? I reckon we'd all benefit from taking a closer look at our leftovers from time to time, from being a bit more conscious about the factors that are shaping the course of our life. Sometimes, when we take a look in our fridge, what we find there is so very unappetising that we simply can't face doing anything with it at all. We'd rather go to bed hungry. And occasionally, that's okay. Sometimes, in the life circumstances we find ourselves in, or the state of mind we find ourselves in, it's also unmanageable that all we can do is opt out of engaging for a while, perhaps hide under the duvet, and let's hope this is going to be temporary. Sometimes our resources are just too low, we have no capacity to cope, let alone be creative in what we're doing with our lives. At other times we might open the fridge door and find a slightly more promising selection of ingredients to work with, or maybe it's the same set and we've just woken up in a better state of mind. On days like this, we might manage to put together a decent enough dish, probably not something especially imaginative or tasty, but something that is more or less edible. It fills a hole and keeps us going. And sometimes in life, we're just about able to keep putting one foot in front of the other and get by. Our circumstances might seem pretty unpromising, but somehow we're managing to carry on. 
Sometimes, when there doesn't seem to be much in the fridge, we might be in a position to pool our resources with a friend or neighbour and put our respective leftovers together to make something nicer than either of us could have cooked up alone. That sort of mutual support in life from those around us who are often struggling with their own leftovers too, that can often enable us to make something better even in the worst of conditions. Occasionally, we might open the door of our fridge and regardless of what we find there, we seem to have the extra resources, time, energy to make something a bit more exciting out of it. Maybe we have a brainwave about how to combine the leftovers with some spices or some stodge from the back of the store cupboard that we forgot we had. Maybe we've heard about some recipe or learned some new technique we want to try out. Perhaps we've already built up a decent repertoire of dishes that we can rustle up without even thinking. Maybe, if we are very lucky, we can afford to splash out on some extra special ingredient from the corner shop which will liven the whole thing up without much extra effort. And in our lives? Well, occasionally we will have the oomph to do more than just get by. There will, with a bit of luck, be times in our, all, all of our lives when we have the drive and the strength we need to transcend our circumstances and our limitations, both real ones and perceived ones. We won't necessarily have a lot of say in this. Sometimes energy and creativity just seem to come and go. We all have bad fridge days from time to time. But sometimes when we look at our life and ask the question, what can I make of it? we might just ask that question with a greater sense of possibility and hope. And perhaps there are things we can do to tip the balance a little more in favour of good fridge days. We can slowly work to assemble and maintain our metaphorical store cupboard, building up our resources, strategies and skills, establishing decent support networks. We can perhaps consciously deepen our connections with friends and neighbours, sharing our struggles, sharing what we've learned, and giving each other a hand when times are hard. I'm sure many of you have already discovered the little worksheet handout thing tucked into your order of service. You might have been suspicious when someone handed you a pen. It's got the title, What Can I Make of It? And it's intended to be something you could use, if you'd like to, to have a good look at your own leftovers, to think about what you'd like to make of them, and to ponder what else you'd need in order to make your next steps. That might be something for you to look at now, or on the bus home, or perhaps with others over coffee. On the front of it, you've got space to jot something down about your own leftovers, the key life experiences that have influenced the outlook and opportunities you have right now, today. Of course, you could write forever about this. I encourage you to just observe what comes up, things that are particularly strong in your mind or that are particularly surprising in your mind as you consider the questions. I've made a few suggestions, but of course use this as you wish. At the bottom, you might want to jot down stuff that you've picked up from your family and from society while you were little. On the next shelf up, stuff you've picked up from the world around you today, political and social forces perhaps. On the top shelf, stuff you've had a bit more agency in. Your choices and what has happened as a result, things you've learned. Take some time to think about those things that have shaped who you are and have led to the circumstances you're in right now, today. And on the other side of the sheet, there are some other questions for you to ponder further. Given the person that you are and the circumstances that you're in right this minute, with that very particular set of leftovers that you've ended up accumulating, think of the question, what can I make of it? Well, what would you like to make of the life you've got? This doesn't have to be a particularly heavy question. It doesn't have to result in a master plan. You might just be asking, what's next for me? Or you might be asking yourself something much more searching, like, what do I want my legacy to be? 
what do I want my life to have meant? And given those leftovers and what you would like to make of them, there's a further set of questions. Consider what you already have in your store cupboard in terms of resources, skills, support and so on, which will help you make something good of it all. Each of us have already got plenty of resources already and it's worth appreciating that. But beyond that, are there things you need? Are there ways in which you could boost your store cupboard, add new recipes to your repertoire, learn new skills? Remember, every one of us has to deal with life circumstances we didn't necessarily choose, and on top of that, we're doing so with a set of reactions and responses, habits and patterns, a bunch of psychological ingredients that were laid in store before we had any say in the matter. It can be reassuring to realise that many of our leftovers are in some sense not our fault, but it's also encouraging to remember that our leftovers are not our destiny either, or at least they don't necessarily need to be. It's often possible to make something nice enough out of them. Having a good look and a compassionate look at who we are and what our situation is may well be the first step to seeing our lives in a different way and transcending our inheritance. As we come to a close, I want to share some brief words by the Unitarian Universalist Minister, Leslie Takahashi Morris. She says, All that we have ever loved and all that we have ever been stands with us on the brink of all that we aspire to create. A deeper peace, a larger love, a more embracing hope, a deeper joy in this life we share. As we each rise to the challenge of cooking with the leftovers of our lives, let's be as kind as possible to each other and to ourselves. It's not always an easy task. Start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. Amen. Blessed is the path on which you travel. Blessed is the body that carries you upon it. Blessed is the heart that has heard the call. Blessed is the mind that discerns the way. Blessed is the gift you will receive by going and truly blessed is the gift you will become on the journey. Go forth in peace. Amen.